Welcome to the Go and Tell Gals podcast. I'm your host, Jess Connolly. I'm an author, a Bible teacher, a coach, and I'm obsessed with helping women take their place in the kingdom and use their God-given gifts. At Go and Tell Gals, we equip and encourage women with different tools like our Map to More guide, our group coaching program, Go Teams, and even by training other women as coaches through our licensing program. Whether you're a college student, a stay-at-home mom, a small business owner, an astronaut, or a veterinarian, our goal is that you leave this episode feeling more empowered to do what God has called you to do. We're so glad you're here and we're on your team. Let's jump into this week's episode. Bob, we are so grateful to have you here on the Go and Tell Gals podcast. I want to just jump right into talking about Undistracted. I have to tell you, love does changed so many lives, changed my life. Everybody always changed so many lives, my life included. Dream Big was a huge catalyst here at Go and Tell Gals. We actually give a copy of Dream Big to all of the coaches who come through our program. We're just so thankful for your work. I think this might be the most important book for this time. So we are so grateful for you. Yeah, I'll say this is a really distracting time. I didn't see all the things that would happen in life, but certainly a lot of life is happening for everybody. And so to enter into it with a little less distraction, be good good remind us about who we are and, and then how can we actually get something done when there's like everything's going on around us? Just take a moment and say, what's going on inside of me? What's going on within us? Yeah. Well, I want to jump right in and say, I'm so grateful I've gotten to read the book and you absolutely touch on this in the book, but will you just share for anyone who's going to go pick it up? And I, and I would say, especially to the reader who's already maybe read Love Does or everybody always who said, okay, I've tried to pattern my life around being available so I can love people well. Is this whiplash? Is it the same message? Is it a different message? Help us bridge the gap for those of us who have tried really hard to do that. Yeah, for those that read Love Does, that was like, let's get a puppy. And then everybody (laughs) always is like, let's train the master, right? Dream Big was like, let's remind the master what their ambitions, why are they doing what they're doing? And then Undistracted is, let's get back at it. Because there's just so much life that's happening to all of us. And it's been that way. There have been 107 billion people that have ever lived. And there's seven and a half billion of them right now. And I don't know how the other ones went, but I think we got about seven and a half billion distracted people. And what if we found a couple that weren't? A couple people, not distraction isn't the addition of a bunch of judgment or like kind of black and white thinking for things. It's just to say, what's God uniquely doing inside me? And so all of this crazy that's going on around me, I have in the context of that. And we all get distracted. I was went out to watch a sunrise on my boat and got this, it's not a fancy boat, but it's kind of unique. There's not a lot of them out there. And I saw this beautiful sunrise. I went back to the little dock we've got behind the house and I went inside and I lit a fire and I was kind of doing some of my morning routines. And another boat pulls into the bay way across on the other side. And it was the same boat. I'm like, oh my gosh, like who knew? I've been, it's been 10 years. I've never seen one. I got the binoculars out and I looked It's my boat. (laughs) 
<laughs> I had gone what? back to the dock and I was so distracted by the beauty of the sunrise, <gasps> I forgot to tie it up. I just walked right up to the house and away it went. <laughs> and so you know, I should, just like you should take down distracted off of Amazon, but it was just illustrating even for a guy who's thinking about not getting distracted and it's not being distracted by the bad stuff as well. It's just like being distracted by the beautiful things. So we can just get distracted just because it's beautiful doesn't mean that it's a good distraction. I want to tag it to say, these are some distractions in my life and they're keeping me away from my greater ambitions. And what can we do about that? And so part of it is just half of figuring out the problem is figuring out you got a problem. <laughs> so I figured out I got a problem and my problem is I'm constantly distracted. <laughs> Totally. The heart behind the book seems to be get undistracted so you can do what matters, so you can love the people in front of you, so you can live this wild and beautiful life. I'm curious what you'd say to, we specifically minister to gals at Go and Tell Gals, which you can imagine. And I'm curious what you'd say to the gal, to the woman who is working a side job, maybe a single mom raising two kids, feels this great heavy call on her life. And she says like, but I can't put down these other things or I can't like solely focus on this one thing. I, I was thinking about her and I was thinking about our listener as I was even reading the beautiful part where you talk about canceling a bunch of speaking engagements to be a more undistracted grandfather. What do you say when we're in one of those seasons where it feels like I want to live undistracted, but I know also there are some things I just need to keep going in to keep a roof over my head, to keep my head above water? Yeah, I've analogized it a couple times to the Wimbledon finals, and I don't know anything about sports. My only sport is cheesecake. <laughs> Think of the Wimbledon finals. It starts with a great big list of all the people that want to play. That's on the left. And then it narrows down and narrows down as you go. You put this against this, and then one emerges. And then the winner of this versus this moves forward and you're moving this to the right. So think of everything on the left is that's everybody with a tennis racket, whether they're any good or not. And what I only have the capacity to do is do like semifinals, quarterfinals, finals. I just want to get to the last three things, the most important three out of all the things that might be dogging you. And you might have some super important stuff like making rent. And then you'd have some unimportant stuff, like an argument with a former friend <laughs> that you're still trying to win in your mind. You're like going over, oh, I should have said this. Oh, I should have said that. You do have all this crazy going on in your mind that's just a distraction. And I don't see the devil around every corner, but that idea that evil doesn't want to destroy you. But if evil distracts us, if darkness will take us away from our greater purposes, whether faith is an important thing to your listeners or not, just say that there's this gravitational pull away from your most authentic version of you, away from showing up like you're in proximity to your family, but you're not with them. You're actually on one of these. <laughs> you're, that would be the first time the apple did us in. And so to say what I'm doing <laughs> is I want to figure out what are the distractions, call it out and just say, I don't need to be distracted by that anymore. Throw the television away if it didn't help you. And if it's helping you get five, make it a sports bar, whatever, but just sort some stuff out, move it to the right and to say, I don't need this. I got a neighbor who parked their 
car on my sod. Like I put sod on the grass strip and they mm -hmm. parked their car up on the grass. I mean, the road's 40 feet wide. I don't know why we had to go that extra foot and a half. And it was actually distracting me. <laughs> In that little <laughs> thought bubble above my head, I'm like, grumbling. Yeah. And then I had to just say, you know what? I want something bigger in my life to think about than this guy putting his stupid thing. Nor am I trying to exact revenge. I'm not going to park my F-250 on his lawn. But what <laughs> I'm going to try to do is pursue bigger things in my life than this little distractions. Because that's what takes you out of the game. And you don't show up. You'll be in the room with people, but you haven't shown up for people. You're just so, just so sometimes like kind of, trying to mirror what everybody else's emotions in the room. That can be a distraction. I always wear a Mickey Mouse watch. If you ever walked into a room and nobody's smiling, I'm like, me and you, buddy. <laughs> it's this reminder that I'm not looking for everybody's validation. I'm not looking for everybody's approval. Me and Mickey, we understand each other. And to surround yourself by these reminders about who you are and why you do what you do. And there's this uh, gathering, this particular denomination gets together once a year. I guess they all do, but one of them in particular, and I guess they decide who they don't like. So they pass whatever kind of rules. It's just <laughs> nuts. And they asked me to come and speak at their big convention. And I'm like, really? Like, have you read my books? And But I was like, awesome. See you there. And when I arrived, I asked these guys that were playing the music, I said, are these guys going to hate me? And they leaned over. They said, they're going to hate you. <laughs> and they I did. It. it was awesome. Yeah. It was me and Mickey <laughs> for the longest hour of my life. But there was something really beautiful about that. I wasn't trying to pick a fight with me or them or anybody else. But one distraction that's kind of insidious is getting everybody's approval. And I'm not trying to build consensus. I'm trying to build a kingdom. And it's not a kingdom based on everybody's agreement. Hey friends, Anna from Team Go and Tell Gals here. By now you've probably heard us talk about Abide here on the Go and Tell Gals podcast. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app. And we just couldn't let this episode all about being undistracted go by without giving Abide another shout out. We know that in the world we live in, it can feel nearly impossible to avoid distractions. Abide is a tool we love to have at our fingertips to help us recenter on what matters through life-giving meditations. For a limited time, you can get started with 25% off a premium subscription by downloading the Abide app at abide.co slash gals. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and more. Support the show and get 25% off by going to abide.co slash gals. That's A-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash gals to download the Abide app and get 25% off your premium subscription to help you live a life just a little bit less distracted. Okay, back to the episode. Thank you, friends. I mean, that's so helpful to hear. So the next thing I was going to ask is, obviously, the book is full of stories. You're such a story guy, but you also carry so much wisdom. And so there's a part of me that wants to just say like, okay, Bob, what are our top five? Like, what are the things we are collectively struggling with? But it sounds like that is one of the top distractions that I do think everybody, myself included, is wrestling with and potentially wasting a lot of our time on is seeking approval. What are some of the other ones that you're like, we're all getting hammered with X, Y, and Z right now? 
oh, how about this? Like comparison. Like you're yeah. seeing how you're doing, even on the news with all the crazy that's been happening in the last couple of days, people are comparing how the dollar is doing against this currency and how this is doing against that and how this ice skater is matched up against that. So really, you can't say, well, I'm just not into comparison. I'm like, well, it's into you because <laughs> there's a ton of that. <laughs> and so what we need to do is to say find truths in your life. Like God does not compare what he creates. And so if you can live into that truth and really own that. And so when you see this, this feeling, this creep comes in, you go like, I'm comparing myself to somebody else's success, or my failure wasn't as big as your failure, or mine was less public. It was actually a bigger failure, but it was less public than yours was. Mm. I think that can be incredibly distracting. And I want us to put a truth on top of that. I was talking to a mutual friend of ours and I was talking about anacondas of all the crazy things. <laughs> These things uh, get 25 feet long and three feet around it. If it wraps around you, you are not going to be able to bite it and have it let go. But an anaconda is uniquely susceptible to alcohol. Is that crazy? You put one drop of alcohol on the, on the nose of this 25 foot snake, it'll like uncoil. What I want to know is what some of the things that you and I or your listeners are most afraid of or most distracting, what is it most susceptible to? And it's usually susceptible to truth and obedience. Like, so some put a truth, yeah. God doesn't compare what he creates. Obedience to say, I'm just not going to look that way anymore. I'm not looking at that Instagram profile or whatever it is that's got you. I'm just not going to visit that because it's become a distraction to me. And we all get distracted. Oh, if you ever see me speaking somewhere, you're going to see a music stand. And I'll have the Jankies music stand they've got. And I think people think there's notes on the music stand. There's no notes on it. What I do is there'll be, I don't care how big the venue is, there'll be somebody in the front row that's jiggling their leg. Like they're just like that kind of rapid, like a sewing machine. And they don't have a problem. They've just got some energy to burn. I'm the guy with the problem that distracts me. So <laughs> I don't not like them. I just, I, there could be 10,000 people in the room. If one 18 year old in row one is jiggling their leg, it distracts me. So I put the music stand in between me and whatever's distracting me. And so what What if you think, it. if faith guides your steps, say, I'm just going to put Jesus in between me and whatever's distracting me. I'm going to put, if comparison is your, your Achilles heel, to say, I'm going to put some big dollop of Jesus between me and that. And I'm going to almost like fasting, like when you feel the hunger pain, it reminds you why you're fasting. It's not just to drop a couple pounds. It's a, it's like kind of this reverent act. So to say, what I'm going to do is when something distracts me, I'm going to put a big dollop of truth and obedience there. I'm going to, the truth is that we get easily distracted. That's Paul talking to his buddies in Romans 7. He says that I keep doing what I don't want to do and I don't do what I do want to do. Man, that's just Tuesday yeah. for me, followed by Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. So what gets us there? I don't know what got me there, all my picadillos, but what's going to get me back from there? And from my worldview, it's just going to be Jesus. I just need to put him in between me and whatever's distracting me. 
So good. I love it. Okay. I want to go back to that story that's in the book, which again, I have devoured. I cannot suggest enough. I really do believe when I, when I got it in the mail, I told my husband, I said, in so many different seasons, your work, your books have been the tool that God has used to take me to the next place of growth or the next place of obedience. And so I'm so grateful. And I knew just looking at this book, I was like, all right, well, this is the vehicle he is going to use. I absolutely believe that distraction is is this huge frontier <laughs> that I've got to conquer. So I'm so grateful for it. I want to go back to that story where I just, as someone who travels to teach the word, and I know so many of the women who listen to this podcast either aspire to do that or also do that or have something else, some other kind of vocation that also looks like ministry and is ministry. You mentioned just in one line, I knew I needed to be a more undistracted granddad in one day because you quit things on Thursday, which we love about you. On one day, I quit 72 speaking engagements. And you said in the next line, and it was a very costly decision, I found myself wanting to hear 50 more pages about that. I knew you couldn't fit them in because there was so much other wisdom. But will you talk about what living undistracted costs us? Yeah. Sometimes if you, I went to a restaurant, I won't give the name of it, but it's one of those restaurants where that whoever I had invited, I said, we'll pick a restaurant. I'm thinking Burger King, Arby's or something. They pick this restaurant where the menu comes and it doesn't have prices. It's like one of those, if you have to ask, like you can't <laughs> afford to be here. But I was hosting this party. I'm like, oh, I said, oh, this is going to be a bad night. And it, indeed, it was. I was distracted the whole time because I didn't know how much it was going to cost me. I didn't enjoy the meal because I was wondering how much this next entree is like, order another one. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So part of it is figuring out what things cost you. And the, the crazy part is if you, you don't monetize distraction, you don't say, what does it cost me to not actually be present right now? But if you could have your kids or your loved ones throw in nickels and dollars and $20 bills in there to say, oh my gosh, this is so costly. For you to not be here is costing you in relationship. I'm not saying monetize your relationships. I say like find whatever is distracting you and get less distracted about it to just say this is costing you some of the greatest conversations you won't have with your kids when they leave. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I decided to be more present with my family, they all get together. Everybody's together three or four days a week and we just never run out of things to talk about. And it's because I had the presence of mind to try to be around. Mm, so good. Okay. If anyone listening wants to live an undistracted life, and I think we all do. I think that craving is is hardwired into our souls in the best way. My first encouragement would be by this book. What would be some of your very first encouragements to someone? Like, hey, you want to you want to actually feel better today, or you want to actually feel the fruit of this undistracted living? What are some of the top tips you tell them to do? Yeah, I'd say to show up, take this phone of yours and put it in a gun safe. Really, like this is a weapon. <laughs> they can be used for good or for bad, but this is killing a lot of conversations they could have had. And then give whoever you love the most the combination to the gun safe. I don't want you to have it. Like to just say, I'm just not doing, leave at the end of the day when you drive home, leave the stupid phone in the car. You're with everybody you ought to be with. Everybody else, they can reach you. 
if something calamitous happens in the world, I'll call you up. So what I want us to do is to just be fully present. That idea of being where your feet are down in the South, they say that all the time. Just be where your feet are. And like, oh, that's great. I'm like fully here. I would say some people are distracted because they're stuck in jobs that they've outgrown. I mean, you know who you are because you just nodded your head in agreement. <laughs> You're just being yep. like, I am yep. so out of here. It was a great job on the day you got it, but wonderfully you changed and the job didn't. And this whole idea of being a new creation, I mean, like act like it. Instead of old Bob, say new Bob. Like, who's he? What's he want to do? I just bought 13 chickens, two pigs, and two fainting goats for my farm. Uh, now, I didn't grow up on a farm. I don't know anything about these. And fainting goats, have you seen those things? My father-in-law has fainting goats. Oh, my gosh. It, it proves that Darwin's theory about species is not correct. Because what species, when they got startled, would tip over and faint? <laughs> they do everything but put ketchup on themselves. But these fainting goats, these chickens, what does that have to do? I want to be a really fun grandpa. And so I'm just doing that. And I'll be fun whether I have two little pigs and two fainting goats or not, but I'll be more fun with them. And so that idea <laughs> of being curious. And, and then I've got 15 eggs incubating in my living room right now. I go, it takes 21 days to make a baby chicken. Who knows? And I check, I'm down to 19 days. And I just check that thing. I better look at my eggs incubating 10 times a day. And you know what? I watch less TV. I don't watch the news. I watch my eggs. And there's something beautiful surrounding yourself by something better. Go full Wimbledon on that. Go get some eggs. Get some ostriches. Like uh, let them go in your neighbor's yard when they're done. Like, But think of something that would be bigger and grander than whatever it is that you've been settling for. So it isn't just saying, no, focus, focus, focus. Because like a flaming seven on the Enneagram, like <laughs> me, you can't just say focus because you'll just say, oh, I wonder how that's spelled. <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to do is not just repeat the focus, focus, but find something bigger and more captivating for your attention. And you'll be more less distracted. Mm. Thank God. I love it. We're so thankful for you, Bob. We're thankful for this book. We're thankful for your leadership. We're thankful for your stories. And yeah, we're following you as you follow God. And we are ready to live undistracted. Thank you so much for your time today. Come on, let's go get into some mischief. All the right kind of mischief. I'm ready. Like that is a great antidote for distraction. Thank you. Hey friend, Caroline from Team Go and Tell Gals here. Listen, if you're a woman on mission and you want to make your calling about the good of others and the glory of God, we're really praying that you'll join us for six weeks of coaching, community, experts, and life change in Go Teams. Go Teams is our signature six-step group coaching program and it just opened for registration this week. Spots are filling fast, so if you're looking to make a move or find momentum in your calling, this is for you. You can use the code on your team for $100 off registration now. This is the first and final time we are opening GoTeams this year, and I just can't encourage you enough. Now is the time. Step into all that God has called you to, and we'll help you along the way. Join GoTeams at the link in the show notes. 
Hey, Heather, thank you for joining us. We're talking today about living undistracted. So will you start and just tell us a little bit about your life, what you've got going on, your coaching, et cetera. We want to hear everything. Yeah, absolutely. So I am working full-time. I work part-time at my church. I'm also doing grad school online, getting a master's in social work. And so I am currently also doing my field placement for that. Um, kind of doing ministry in the margins, coaching kind of informally when I can right now. Yeah. So you have a lot on your plate is what I'm hearing. (laughs) (laughs) You have a lot of, it sounds like you have a lot of good God things on your plate. And so I know it's gotta be really difficult. It would be hard to just be like very single-minded focus. This is all I'm doing. This is exactly what I'm doing everything else has to go away when God's called you to all these things. So maybe talk for a second, where where do you feel like your biggest pain points are in regards to wanting to live undistracted? Yeah. So I feel like right now I am finding myself most distracted when there are things that need to be done for all of these different aspects. And so that just feels like really overwhelming and I almost just like check out. So I'll start scrolling on Instagram or watching a show. And then ultimately, of course, things that need to get done aren't getting done and it just compounds. Sure. Okay. Well, let's come back to that. But what I'm hearing, first of all, is maybe like a system for prioritizing tasks and helping Mm -hmm. them, helping you feel like they're less overwhelming would is one thing that might help. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's, let's pause there and let me ask you this. Like when you find yourself going to like, would you say like, look to be distracted if you're like heading to Instagram or heading to TV? Um, I think, I think number one, it helps to acknowledge like, okay, some of these distractions I'm, I'm like turning towards them, (laughs) you know, because at least that's how it is for me. Mm -hmm. So in those scenarios, what's, what's, like the trigger or the thing or the feeling that happens right before you want to do that? I think what I feel the most is like a mental overwhelmingness. Yeah. And so then it's just a matter of like, can I check out for five minutes, which of course never is just five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. So I'm going to ask one more question. What is your Sabbath rest situation like? Sabbath is hard um, because I am doing so many different things. It's hard to kind of carve out that one day um, a week, which I would like to. I think right now I kind of try to secure at least an evening a week Yeah, um, to kind of unplug and intentionally not do any of the things that I have to do for all of my obligations and just release myself from feeling like... I should be doing something else and I get to just kind of be in those moments. Absolutely. Okay. Here are some immediate thoughts I have. Um, Well, let me ask you one more question. I'm not ready yet. (laughs) Do you, in all of these different things, I find that especially women who who are multi-mission, who have many things that they're holding and carrying that are good God things they're supposed to be doing. Sometimes something that can throw us off is like the start date of the week. Is there a clear start date of the week for you? Yes. Mondays. Okay. It's Mondays. Okay. So let me ask you this. What's Sunday night like? 
Sunday night flips every other week. So some weeks are the weeks that I'm actively working Sunday nights, Mm -hmm. which those feel kind of crazy because I'm getting ready to like transition into not working the next week. Yeah. And then the weeks that I'm not working um, is church. Okay. What about Saturday nights? Saturday nights are a little more consistent. Um, Work weeks are hopefully a little slower with the girls at work. And then when I'm at home, it's normally family time. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of hanging with my people. Okay. So one thought is I would, I would pay attention if Sunday nights can, even every other week, if Sunday nights can be hectic every other week, then I would say Monday cannot be the start of your week because if Sunday night is already overwhelmed, then you're rolling into Monday already overwhelmed, which means Mm -hmm. that it's totally natural that you'd be like, hold on, I got to check out for a second. So even if it has to switch weeks, I would pause and say like, what's the day before the overwhelm even starts to ramp up. And on that day, can you say like, this is actually for me. This is, again, if it's an evening, if it's a half a day to spend time in the presence of God, to maybe even like end that rest time, creating a to-do list for the week or creating a plan for the week so that before the overwhelm comes, before the, before you like even start to feel like, oh, it's getting away from me. You're really clear about the plan and you're clear about what has to get done. What would, what, how does that sound to you? I think that makes a lot of sense. Just like sitting inside that time to say like, this is what I know is coming up and this is when I can definitely do it. And of course, like having margin for unexpected things, but knowing like kind of having an outline of the big things and letting Mm -hmm. everything else kind of fall in. I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So good. All right. Here's some tips and tricks. This is one thing that helps me when I'm planning my week. Um, I keep one big to-do list. So again, for somebody who's multi-missioned, I have one to-do list, one page that has mm-hmm. church. It has go and tell gals. It has Jess Connolly. It has personal, like it has everything on that one page, but they, for me, I do like to separate them by categories, but I want to see it all. And the first thing I list when I'm planning out my week is what do I absolutely have to do? Like this, this is what I, it's what I get to do, but this is, there isn't, it is showing up. Like I have to, yeah. it's going to get done. So I put that down first. Then the very next thing I put down is I write down what is life-giving. Um, and Ooh, the reason like why is because immediately after we know what we have to do, we tend to put what we should do. And actually I find like a lot of us start our to-do list, what we think we should do. And then we put in what we have to do. And then there's no room for anything that's life-giving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's say you sat down, you know, before, like a, the night before it ramped up, whether that was Saturday night or Friday night got some rest in, got some like peace in, and then made that list. Um, Mm -hmm. What you have to do, then what is life-giving, and then what you could do or should do, or like what you you think you could do. Um, What is your relationship with the word no? How do you do with like telling people no? How do you do with like taking things off your list or delegating? Not great, but I'm getting better. I think it's something I've been aware of recently. I love it. I mean, I don't know very many women who are good at saying no. I think I know like one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think when you're making that list, it might be really helpful to say like, is there anything on this list that would actually maybe bless someone to do? 
that it, they'd feel like loved and seen and, um, you know, they'd feel honored that I asked them. Um, I might like scan that list one good time too, and see if there's anything you can take off. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's my very last tip. Um, I, I tried this a little bit ago on my phone and it really helped, but I put both for me, I'm with you. It's Netflix and Instagram. And I put both Netflix and Instagram in a folder that says, take a breath. And mm. I started telling myself, I won't like swipe down and on my, on, if you're an iPhone user, I won't like swipe down and mm-hmm. just search for the app. I, I make myself go to the folder because number one, it like slows me down into a more um, thoughtful way of using my phone, of using electronics. Right. And then also I see the title of that folder that just says like, take a breath. Do I, is this what I want? Is this what feels good? Sometimes it is. Sometimes right. yeah, I just want to turn my brain off for five minutes. Um, and then maybe like an alarm helps or something like that. Um, but that has helped me so much, even just putting, even just putting it in that folder that says something different. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I love that. Good. Okay. Any other big areas of distraction for you that, that kind of make you feel like you get off course? I think that's it. I think it's just like coupling that with the overwhelmed feelings of life Mm. and letting that kind of direct versus acknowledge and redirect. Yeah. So, so, so good. Okay. I'll end this with this quote because I mean, Heather, you are every woman, like you are all of us. (laughs) We are all (laughs) right there with you. Um, but I'll tell you this, I, I heard this quote recently on the West Wing. And um, if anybody listened to last week's episode, you know, I love the West Wing. Um, but I heard this quote on the West Wing and I, it has stuck with me and our Go and Tell Gals team now throws it around about social media. But it says, um, it's a, it, they're talking about a particular struggle, but they say, in this case, there are no victims, only volunteers. And so I have tried to remember mm-hmm. that about getting distracted by social media. In this case, there are no victims, yep. there are only volunteers. Like the, this one area of distraction, I often run to myself. And so even just taking the authority over that helps me remember, like I started this, I can put it down. I absolutely have control over my time. Um, I can I can experience rest in more life-giving ways when I need to. And actually saying that, maybe something that would be helpful would be even writing down a list of healthier ways you want to take a deep breath when you're right. feeling overwhelmed, you know? Right. I okay. love that. Heather, we're so grateful for you. You're us. We get you. We feel it. (laughs) We understand the struggle. And we're so grateful for the ways that you are building the kingdom and using your God-given gifts. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram at HNG12. Um, not a lot of coaching on there, but just kind of real life. Yes. Um, you can find me on the Go and Call Gals website. Mm-hmm. Email um, is listed on there. Um, so I'm definitely like open to having coaching. It's just not something I'm doing super prominently right now. But I love to connect with women in transitions, um, young adults, 
teens that are kind of finding themselves right on the edge of something new and something big and just kind of need that little bit of encouragement, a hand to hold while you jump. That's kind of where I thrive. Love it. Love it. Love it. We're so grateful for you. We love you. God is mighty in you, friend. Thank you. Bye. You are listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast. You can find us at goandtellgals.com online or go and tell gals on Instagram or Facebook. We would be so honored if you had a minute to leave a review wherever you've listened to this episode, share it with your friends and let us know that you're listening. We're so grateful for you. God is mighty in you.